um, I want to share with you something beautiful. And I think that it will help your life. And when I say it will help your life, I really, really mean it, that it will help your life. A lot of people have worked with God and they think that God is for, they know that God is for them. God will bless them. But they don't know that God also expects things from them. Do, do you get it? One of the first things the Lord had to change my mind about was prayer. 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 A lot of people don't know that God is looking for people to pray. What does he mean? It takes a man to stop the activities of evil spirits in, in the vicinity where they are found. So if we don't pray, it means that we are allowing the devil to have a field day. Praise the Lord. So when we talk about all the things I'm talking about this night, Noah, I'm bringing you to a place of understanding that God expects you to do something. And today is not faith school. If you saw me post faith school, it was a camouflage. I've, I've, I've told you already. I used that one to cover the front, mama. Not behind. It is, this is what we are doing. Uh -huh. I don't know. Did somebody tell the rest that today is it's not? And that today is leadership retreat? Or when we mentioned, they were seeing it on a, on Sunday when we mentioned it. Praise the Lord. Because God is looking for men who can pray. He's looking for men who can do what? Mm. A lot of people don't, don't want to pray. And the reason, the reason why they don't want to pray is because prayer is difficult. And when I say prayer is difficult, it's not impossible to do. But you notice that the more you begin to pray, the more sometimes one of the ways the devil will make you stop praying is that when you begin to pray, he'll make things tight for you. So it looks like you're not advancing the cause of God. It looks like, why are you praying? Focus on your life and leave prayer. Until the Lord brought me to a place of understanding that prayer is work. And a few people are ready to engage in it. Because the more you pray, the more you solve problems. Praise the Lord. The more you pray, the more you solve problems. Did you hear what I said? I said, the more you pray, the more you do what? If you don't pray, you don't solve problems. And I'm talking about spiritual problems. And God's problems are not physical. All God's problems are spiritual problems. And the number one problem for God is sin problem. See, the number one problem for God is sin problem. Say, God needs men to send out to change the minds of people about sin. Praise the Lord. So, if you understand where I'm coming from, I understand that all God's problems are spiritual problems. God does not have a physical problem. If God had a physical problem, he would have come to come and build banks. He would have come to build hospitals or beautiful hotels. Jesus didn't have an orphanage. Do you get where I'm coming from? So his number one problem is sin. And he needs men to go and tell people that he has forgiven them their sins. Now, various, the, the, the title for our retreat is My Spiritual Gift Will Lead to Church Growth. And we, we've been dealing with spiritual gifts for a long time. Sorry, if you hear me say we've been dealing with it, 
and you don't know what I'm talking about, Timothy class, we've actually dealt with spiritual gifts for how, how long? From the beginning of the year, it was, it was very long. And I, I believe we went into details. We saw what talents are, what spiritual gifts are, where to use spiritual gifts, how spiritual gifts affect the church. There are several people who must necessarily demonstrate their spiritual gifts. If not, the church will not grow. Now listen to me carefully. One of the spiritual gifts that was seen in the church is the spiritual gift of administration. Administration. A lot of people don't know that when you have the ability to organize people, put this one here, let's go this way, let's go here, let's do that. It is a spiritual gift God gives. So I'll take my time to teach on it. Hallelujah. Eventually, I ha we have to teach on it so that the whole church will come to that place of understanding. So as we start this leadership and church workers retreat, bring your mind to me, okay? Give me your mind. Let me begin to teach you and bring understanding to you. Because one of the things that I would like everyone to do is that when we get to heaven, you'll present something to God. But what will you present? You hear what I said? When we get to heaven, everyone will present something to God. Somebody will say, oh, Pastor, how do you know I'm going to present something? Are you going to be in heaven with me? The judgment, me, my own is different though. And I'll tell you, because you don't know. Take me to Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. Revelations 14, verse 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, seeth the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors. And their works do what? Their works do what? So, so your works will follow you into heaven. Your works will follow you into heaven. So the question will be this. When you get to heaven, what will you present to God? Somebody will say, oh, I was saved. I was barely saved. God is okay. Stay here. You, you are not part of the people who must be glorified and honored. Stand here. Now God is going to look for the people who have labored in prayer. God is going to look for the people who have labored in the spirit. God is going to look for people who give themselves as sacrifices. God is going to look for people who give themselves, they poured themselves into other people. Those are the people God is going to look for because they are the people whose works will follow them. How, how old were you when you became born again? I mean, some people have dodged the call of God at the age of 20. Two weeks ago, we were in a meeting big church were ministering by prophecy a man was picked and the man is apparently he's so rich he's in the Forbes yes but he's a very low grade person in terms of our society you know him he's under G but Forbes found ways a means of recognizing him and he he got the call when he was 20 years and he dodged and he went to do all kinds of things and now he's rich. And he entered the meeting 
with that same disguise. Nobody will know that he's this kind of person. He's there, and the prophetic word came to him. 20 years ago, I called you so, so, and so, and you dodged. Still, I'm calling you. Then he stood there and looked at the guy prophesying. He said, so God has not forgotten. <laughs> I've done everything to dodge this thing. So still, God has not forgotten. Then he said, for asking, let me tell you what the Lord is saying. Because you dodged this one now, he says, do this one. <laughs> so what he means is that the callings, the giftings of God are without repentance. What he means is that when he calls you one, he knows what he has put inside of you. He will still require you to come to him so he can still use what is, what is inside of you. So he says that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Your works will follow you. I, my problem is that we cannot stand before God one day feeling shy. Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to talk to you. This this. This, this one is going to be how to put your gifts to the kingdom. How to make sure that the Lord is getting the best of you. Like for example, that is why we keep a routine for God. When I say routine, what I mean, what I mean is, I'm not saying that because you have to work for God, you get up in the morning, shoom, then you throw all your life into the streets. There are people who are arrested by God that way. If you are not, don't do it. Have you seen somebody preach in the market? His voice, he has preached and the voice is finished. He will say, have you seen some before? Have you seen? But they can't stop preaching. If they stop preaching, if they don't know and they stop, you know, some people see them, they laugh at them. You don't know. He has been arrested by the spirit. So you've seen it before, right? Yes. So those people, he doesn't have a gramophone. All he has is his Bible. And he has been preaching from morning out to evening. He's like, tomorrow morning you see him there. He's doing the same thing. Why? Because those people have been arrested by God. That is a different case. If you have not been arrested, please don't do it. But this is what I'm asking you to do. Find a routine where you can keep for God. One of the routines that we keep for God is what, for example, the choir does. The choir is so important. When, when God, when God established the priesthood and gave the laws, then he gave Korah. Korah and his sons to be the men who guard the temple. When they say guard, nobody fights. They don't have swords. The only thing they had was singing. So to sing to God is service. Do you understand? To sing and lead people into the presence of the Lord is true service. Uh -huh. So when you are doing something for God, you must know what you are doing and allow your gift that you have to be able to express itself towards God and his work. Somebody comes to sweep here so that when the choir is singing, don't get cold. Do you get it? That is, have you seen how it works? The media people, they are also doing their thing so that when you go on the internet, you can get to watch and listen by so doing. And you know the, the amazing thing? One of the arms of the church that is, that really pushes the the gospel far is the media department. But media will be uncomfortable when they come here and the place is not tidy. Do you know last time I saw that somebody was listening to us from Brazil? Brazil. France, Bibri. Yes, UK, Bibri. Brazil. It was the Brazil that got to me. 
God, Brazil is foul. It looks like it's the end of the world. <laughs> so if you, if you think about how somebody will listen to, and you know, they show the number of minutes the person listened. It's not one minute. Two. The person listened to the whole sermon from Brazil. Then when the person finished listening, then they are waiting for you to post another one. That's why if media does not post, no one. Do you get what's happening? So you don't know the extent to which the ministry will affect people. But when you allow the gift that is inside of you to begin to work, then you can see it. Let me zero in on children's department. Now, children's department, you may not know what you are doing now. Do you know that for you know you are raising somebody like me? But he will look very, very insignificant. The reason is because I look at myself and I was thinking, when you were 13, did anybody think that you stand in front of people to hold a microphone? Oh, no. Even me, myself, I didn't see it. it. I never saw it. Listen, even when I was 19, I didn't see it. But you will find out that based on the seeds that you guys have sown into men, they'll grow up one day doing the work of God. And that man can never take credit alone. I said that man can never do what? <clears throat> the reason why he cannot take credit alone is because it is required. It is required that whilst he's being built up, he doesn't know that the contribution of a Sunday school teacher is part in building him up. One person I can never forget is that my smallish Sunday school teacher even though I was young, I knew this lady, she's small. And she was teaching me in Assemblies of God Church, Good News Bible Church, Assemblies of God. Yes. I have not forgotten. And I'm here preaching today. You think she doesn't have a claim in my life? She does. One day she will say, the Lord will say, come, look at the people that you did. He said, their works do follow them. So I will follow her into heaven, not knowing that she sowed the seed into me. Praise the Lord. Imagine if she threw away her gifts of nurturing children. That's why I believe, I told you last time, I believe that the spiritual gifts, they are not 12. They are more than 12. Because Sunday school was not counted. There are some people, when you go to the Sunday school department, they claim bomb bomb. Baby's bomb bomb. Uh -huh. So, I want to be Sunday school teacher. I want to be. When you get there, you find out that somebody will vomit. Whoa. Then you clean it. You know the things that these people, they have handled. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh -huh. It is a gift that is inside of you. You must allow God to have benefit of the gift that is inside of you. So that one day when you go to heaven, when you finally get to heaven, your works will follow you. Now notice the phrase, he said the works follow. He didn't say they will be ahead of you. If they are ahead of you, you are the one pushing them. If nothing is following you, you cannot fake it. When you reach there and there's zero, it is clear there is nothing because they will follow you. You didn't touch on it. I prayed, 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 prayed. Have you read the Bible and got into that place before? Don't worry, you'll get there. In Jesus' name. Lord, take every one of us there. So I was reading Matthew chapter 12. So let's start from verse 24. By the way, Jesus, Jesus is. 
This, when you read Matthew chapter 12, chapter 13, in chapter 12, he started talking to the Jews. The Jews said they don't like him. They, they pushed him off. They didn't want to hear him anymore. So they pushed him away. And now Jesus turned his attention to the Gentiles. That is in chapter 13. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. Praise the Lord. When you study this one carefully, Beelzebub is not, the, the, the word is Belzilal. Okay, it's not Beelzebub. So they were laughing at Jesus, literally. Because this word Beelzebub means Lord of the baller. I use that phrase, you understand what I mean? So it's like Lord of the dunghill. So this word Beelzebub, when they, they still spell it Beelzebub because you would think that they were, they were saying it, but their tongue couldn't pronounce Belzilal. No. They literally said Belzebub because they were saying that he was not even fit to be the Lord of demons. But he was the Lord of the dunghill. That is what, so it's like the way you mock people, that is what we're doing to Jesus. Now, these are the things they said concerning Jesus. Next, we'll be reading to verse 26. Let's go. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Have you seen it? And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he's divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? So the clear principle that we see here is this. If we are not united in purpose, we cannot stand. Praise the Lord. Have you seen what I'm saying here? If we are not united in purpose, we cannot stand. I know they are fact. Nothing we do will work. So please listen to me carefully. I beg you. The kingdom of God is revealed to us. And the first thing God now talks about the kingdom is that the kingdom must be united. Because even the devil will not stand if he's not united. Now, when you read this from the chapter 12 into chapter 13, Jesus spoke four parables at the seashore. There's a reason for four parables at the seashore. He, he spoke three parables at the seaside. So the seaside and the seashore, they are different. And then the four times he spoke in a house. Number one, the seashore or the seaside represents the Gentiles in the house represents Israel because Israel is called the household of God. Praise the Lord. You and I, we just came in. Please, are you listening to me? We are going to do a lot of types tonight. Okay. Now, the same chapter 12, let's go to 47 to 50. 47 to 50. And let's begin to look at something. 47 to 50. Then goeth he and taketh with him seven. So he's talking about the demons and the more. Okay, more wicked one. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand outside desiring to speak to thee. So at this time, Jesus was inside the room, right? Talking to them. But they didn't listen to him all. So don't forget where <laughs> Jesus is amazing. So where he stands to talk to people also has a meaning. So if you read the Bible carefully, you notice that Jesus is not just traveling and peradventure. He wants to sit in the boat. 
Peradventure, he wants to stand on the beach. Peradventure, he just found himself in a house. No. There's a reason why he only says some things in a house. And there's a reason why he only says some things when he's on the boat in the sea. And there's a reason why he'll stand on the seashore before he speaks to them. Praise the Lord. Do you understand? Uh -huh. So now, he's right now inside the house and he's talking to the children of Israel. And yet, his mother is outside, which is the one who gave birth to him. Mario and his brothers, they are outside. But he answered and said unto them, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand towards the disciples and said, Behold my mother, behold my brethren. Uh -huh. For whosoever shall do the will of the Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother, my sister, and mother. So at that time, Jesus started revealing his true family members. Jesus started revealing who? Could it be that we are, because you can't tell me. Mary was a disciple, his mom. But this month, at this time, his mother was outside and telling them, call my son who is inside to come out to come and meet me. He said, no, I am not going outside. Who is my mother? Who are my brethren? It is the one who does the will of my father. So if you are here, the number one thing you must look out for to do is the will of who? The father. Praise the Lord. Now because the Jewish people neglected him, he was in the, in the room talking to them and now he properly outlined the people who are true family members. So that is why you go to heaven and find out that there are people, that is why he said, he said, the people of Nineveh, they will rise up in judgment against this generation. That's number one. They are not, they are not Israelis. They are not Jewish people. The next one he said is this. He said, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, they will also rise up in judgment against this generation. Then there's a last people, a group of people that he called. He said, the people who Solomon went to preach to, the lady who came to Solomon, the Ethiopian woman, who came to Solomon, heard the preaching of the Old Testament and understood that there is Christ in there who sent the message back to Ethiopia, Africa, for them to know that there is a Messiah to appear. He said those people will rise up in judgment against them. So these three groups of people and all these three people, they are not necessarily the children of Israel. They are Gentiles. What was Jesus doing? That was the day he brought all of us who would do the will of the Father to become sons and daughters of God. Praise the Lord. Because don't forget, the Jewish people always thought, oh, we, did, we are natural born. And up to now, that is their problem. If you go to, you know that the, a law was passed recently in Israel. You cannot preach about Jesus. If you preach about Jesus, they'll kill you. Have you heard it? You see the way the Uganda people set the law for <laughs> gayism, no? It's the same way Israel to have set up a law. You cannot come and tell anybody. If they find you, talk to one-on-one. -on -one, and the person goes to report this person told, was preaching to me about Christ. They'll jail you. So right now, the world have set up prayer meeting. We are praying for Israel that they'll change that law. Mm. Praise the Lord. Now let's read, let's go to chapter 13. 
chapter 13. Now let's look at Ma Matthew 13. Let's start reading from verse 3. Are we learning something already? Are we there? Now, this is where Jesus started talking about the parables. And all these parables, what he was doing was that he was explaining the real church to us. Now, I'm saying all this to, our to land at a point. Now that the Lord is showing the real family, when we get to heaven, he's now looking for his family to do what family members do. Don't forget, Jesus said that a kingdom that is divided among itself shall not. So he knows that he has established that already in chapter 12. Now we've entered chapter 13, and he's now beginning to tell you things about our kingdom, how things are going to play out. So please listen carefully. And he spake many things unto them in parable, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow and when he sowed the seeds, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and some fell upon, and some fowl, sorry, came and devoured them up. Now, you know the story, right? Should I read it? <laughs> you know the story. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's go on. Some fell upon thorny places. That's a thorny. Stony, sorry where they had not much earth. And forthwith, they sprang up because they had no deepness of earth. Mm -hmm. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Mm -hmm. And some fell. So he's talking about four categories, four categories of seeds that he sowed. Don't forget the sower is Jesus. I want to show you something today. And some fell among thorns. So this is the third category, right? The first one, when they sowed it, a bird came to take it away. The second one, when they, sow, when they sowed it, it was, it didn't get a proper place, so it couldn't germinate proper, like proper. So it died midway germination. And then the other one, it germinated and stood, but it didn't have, because it landed on a stone. So it couldn't crack the stone. It didn't have earth or soil. So the, when the sun came out, the root, it died. So, <clears throat> uh -huh. so this one fell among thorny. The thorny ones, okay. And the thorns sprang up and choked them. And they died. Uh -huh. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruits. Some uh, hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Uh -huh. I said to verse nine, right? Who had ears? Let him hear. Let him hear. Okay. <clears throat> Let me quickly explain this parable to you. Jesus gave the explanation to it, right? He said, "All these people are the, the first one is the people that, when the word was preached in the church, he didn't even understand the word, and that's why I always say, when you are when the man of God is preaching." let me tell you the truth I have never prepared myself to pray for anybody before but I always prepare myself to preach I have never I have never, my wife is here I have never prepared myself I have to prepare myself to go and pray for something no, 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 never no, no no but anytime I'm coming to teach, I'm coming to preach I have to prepare myself because I'm coming to bring the word of life so I have to be careful. 
Praise the Lord. So, when the word is preached and you don't understand, you notice that you have forgotten the word, isn't it? Oh, answer me. You've, it has happened to all of us before. Have you seen it? Who stole the word away? The devil. He's taking the word away. The next one, he says that this one, when the word was preached, then you understood it. But because of the curse of life, no, you couldn't continue. Eh? Because of persecution. For the word's sake, you are persecuted. Hey, bro, sister. Now you say you are Christian. She says she's saved. <laughs> have, you, have you had people laughing at you before? Hey, where are you going to? You don't go to church. I'm going to church. Hey, sister Christian. Then when he enters you, you say, hey, forget this Christianity. <laughs> then you go away. Then the third group, this one, it says, the Bible says that you, you grow small, but because you don't have depths, you don't have roots, you're actually on a stone. Something happened. He said, the precious of this world. <laughs> eh, now you're a Christian. Okay, let's see. Your rent is due. Let's see whether you still follow your God. You don't have money to feed. Eh. You say you're a Christian. Let's see. This one, it is strong attack from the devil. And the devil begins to attack you. And then the last group of people. So listen. If you divide these four groups carefully, understand that it is a circle, right? And you divide it like this. 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%. Do you understand? Jesus himself said he's preaching, you know, all the 100%, only 25% got it. <laughs> hey. I meditate that I say, Jesus. <laughs> then they listen to something. Take me to verse 8. Look at verse 8. Even the 25%, the people who got it, look at it. It says some, 100. So it's not all of us who produce 100% <laughs> harvest of the seed that Jesus sown in us. It says some, 60, and some, 30. So if you look at this 25% that Jesus is relying on now, they themselves know. Oh Jesus. Praise the Lord. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to bring to you tonight. So if you look at this thing carefully, the question will be this. What? Even the 25%, we can't produce 100%. It's not all of us. And I'm sure Jesus didn't want to break our heart, so he didn't further go into this 25%. He just, he just left it here. Some 100, some 60, and some 30. And so when we see people who are bearing much fruit, and we see them at the 100%, we all idolize them. We admire them. I want to be like you. And that is beautiful. But a lot of us are between 60 and 34. I said, listen, when we go to heaven, our works, they will follow us. You have a gift in you. Don't let that gift go to waste. Find something and do for God. Monday nights, what are you doing at home? You don't do anything. Utifiye. Braha, shepherd Moses, waha. Day and time. 6.30 to 8.30. Two hours. Ramano, Remana, Ramano, Remana. Moses, Shepherd Moses, Wabompaya Mawate, Eye Usubra, Nabi Bobi. Oh, oh, Pastor, where I'm coming from is very far. Eh, baby, I'll tell you what. My wife and I, we used to leave prayer at 7 a.m., normal life. In Tema, we're living at mile 7. Ahame, it's not far. <laughs> 
is not far. And let me tell you the beautiful thing. That was the times that I have to believe God for transportation. Because Saturday night, I don't have money. So sometimes when I look at you, you say, Pastor, I have not eating. Two, two days, ten days, I have not eaten. I'm sure you are telling me a story. <laughs> As I've never been through before. Sometimes I just laugh. Because you are looking at mine now. And you are thinking that this man, he must be a dadaba. Hey, Jimbio, look at me again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because you see, when the Lord brings a task to you, he finds the ability that is in you before he gives you that task. Don't let Shepherd Moses come here and be praying alone. When you know, some of you, you are ushers, but God is talking to you about Monday night. Some of you, you are ushers. But the Lord is still talking to you about Monday night. He still he said, Monday night, come to church, come and pray. Come to church, come and pray. You say, Oh, you, 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 you. Before you notice 9:30, what have you done? She. Before you notice, you have slept. And that time that we were going to Tema, hmm, we had a car. Eh? We didn't have a car. They don't know. <laughs> we didn't have a car. I did it gladly. No pressure. Enjoyment. Enjoyment. I went to do it diligently. Why? Because I understood that one day my works will follow me. And I told you, it is not, you are not the one pushing your works. As you were going, because he gave you the grace, you decided to do it. Now the grace to accomplish it begins to follow you. Before you notice, you are doing things for God. There's a gift inside of you. Allow that gift to have expression in God. Praise the Lord. So I've explained this parable. Now, I didn't... Go, I used part of Jesus' explanation and what he explained to me to talk to you. So that one there, it is settled, right? Now you see that even the 25%, it's not every one of us who's doing the 25%. <laughs> Praise the Lord. This speaks of four kinds of hearts. Jesus himself, he knows. Mm. That is why, have you seen why it is important to strengthen each other? Maybe you are here, your gift is to encourage people. Don't talk about people's shoes. Don't talk about the shoe. You are not using your gift well. No. It, let me show you. Sometimes it looks like you are just there. Then somebody, oh, I don't know, but I feel like I should talk to you. Then the person begins to pour their heart. When they finish, then you, you say something. It is by the spirit. When you finish saying the person, oh, thank you. Thank you. If not that I spoke to you this evening, I don't know how I would have handled this. But thank you that you have helped me. Have you seen that your gift has come to play? Maybe that night, the person, eh, because the enemy can build that frustration, it will get to a place of suicide. But by your words, you've cut that thing off. But you too, you are not using the gift. When the person meets you the first time, hey, have you seen the sister's shoe? What has shoe got to do with your gift? Do, do you understand? See, I want us to stay in the proper call that God has given us and function in it. So when you are there, you are not worried about A, worried about B, what who is saying about who or what. Because you know that the enemy is fighting a spiritual battle. So if he wants to distract you, that is the number one plan. Do not give him the chance to distract you. Stay focused. What are you supposed to do? What did God call you to do? How did he call you to do it? Stay there and do it well. It will follow you. Praise the Lord. 
So we read from 13, right? From verse 3 to verse 9. I said, the sower sowed the word. Now let's read from verse 24 to verse 30. Let's look at, let's look at something. <laughs> Another parable. <laughs> Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man which soweth good seed in his field. So the man went to sow good seed. This is another parable. It's not like the first one. It's another parable. Now in this parable, okay, let's go on. But while men slept, his enemy, his what? Came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Wicked guy. Praise the Lord. Have you noticed that this is a real work? It's, it will be a very dangerous work. Can you imagine? Somebody has planted their farm. And then they plant, let's say, corn. Then the person goes to sleep. In, he's expecting at least between three, seven days, he will see the corn germinate. Then when the corn is germinating, he sees that another thing is germinating with the corn. Hey, go and get another field. Go and plant your own. But this enemy does not like that. Where God has planted his farm, it is the same place he wants to plant wickedness. Look at it. But when the blade sprang up and brought forth fruit, hey, where are we right now? Why are you rushing to? Did I read verse 25? I did eh? Let me Okay. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Eh? But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. We are going to verse 30, so let's go. So the servant of the household came and said unto him, Sir, didn't this, this not thou sow good seed in thy field? In other words, didn't we sow good seed, seed in thy field? <laughs> From whence then hath this test? Whence came this test? <laughs> he said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Will thou then, will, will thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, don't touch them. When you see weed there, don't touch them. But allow them. Lest while you gather up the test, you uproot also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the test and bind them, in, bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my bands. The bands, don't forget. Now look at this parable. It's simple, isn't it? Very, very simple parable. So let me try and get some things out of it for you. Praise the Lord. The field is the world. Praise the Lord. I said the field is what? The one who came to sow the seeds. The farmer who came to sow is Jesus. The servants who told him about the test in the field are the angels. The seed itself that is sown is the children of God. Then the tares 
at the wickedness of darkness. Praise the Lord. Have you seen what is happening? There's another problem with your gifting that you are able to use for God, which is this. As much as you want to use your gift for God, the enemy too wants to attack you. So, wherever God has sown a godly seed, the enemy comes to sow his seed also. That's why I said to you, if you find a true church and there are no witches, it is not a true church. Because witches come to distract the work of God. Why? Because that is, and I'm not saying I'm endorsing witchcraft in the church, no. But understand that, that is why as a man of God, I cannot sleep. I, because that is why the department that handles prayer, there, it must, there must be that constant routine of prayer. Mama, you see why we do what we do, no? Yes. That's why I need you. Uh -huh. That's why what you've been doing, you know, I like it. It has been blocking a lot of things. That's why what Shepherd Kweku, Shepherd Moses, what you guys do, what the, the assassins, what you guys do, that is why it is critical. If we don't pray, the enemy will keep sowing tears, sowing tears, sowing tears. Now, let me show you something about wheat and tears. Number one, when wheat, when you, sow, when you see wheat and tears all at their infancy, you will not know the difference. They look alike. The wheat and the tares are the same. But there is one amazing thing about the wheat. When the wheat is fully grown, it has a golden color which speaks of righteousness of God. What am I saying? When the children that God has planted, which is the seed in the earth, when they begin to mature, they have the God kind of nature. So as a believer sitting here, the Lord expects that kind of nature to blossom in you. But the more the tears grow, the, it becomes black. Have you seen it? That's the first thing. The second thing is this. When, when the wheat is fully matured, it bows down its head. When it is ready to be harvested, it bows down its head. What does it mean? The more the Christian grows in Christ, the more humble they become. So watch it. When you find out that the, you have been in church for a long time, but your humility level is a suspect. You yourself, take your time. Eh? Sit down and uh, assess yourself. Am I, because, to be frank, if God has truly blessed you financially in the church, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what, you must come bring yourself down to humility. Now, I'm saying this to you. I have met men of God eh? and they are there. If there's a word like humblest, I mean it. Recently, recently, I told you about one that I went to the house where they swim from the outside into the hall. And we are one. I saw cars. I thought that. I thought that. I thought that. Hey, can he drive this thing on the street? People will say something. That's what I thought in my head. But, now there was a recent one that I heard. There are Rolls Royce in the garage. You see the Bentley that people were fighting one day, one day. I met him and he greeted me first. I met him. He greeted me. He said, man of God, how is the land issue? Oh, the Lord will do it. Hey, me <laughs> So, I'm looking at all these people and I understand something. 
Listen, the more you grow in God, the more mature you become in God, the more you bow down before God. But you know the difference between the wheat and the tares when it comes to their full-blown maturity. That's why God said, Jesus himself said, wait, when they grow, they, both of them will be harvested. And I will gather the, the tares and I'll put it in the fire. But I'll, cut, I'll gather the wheat and put them in my barns. The barn speaks of heaven. Why? Because the tares, the more it grows, so the more it stands, pain. And it is black like this. It stands straight. But with wheat, the more mature it becomes, it becomes golden. And the more it bows down. You cannot tell me true humility is when you ask, you want to exercise your emotion and show somebody, you do your nose like trumpet. Relax. Please relax. Bring yourself down. Why? Because the gift inside of you requires humility. God says you are the seed he's sown in the earth and he expects you to show a lot of humility because a lot of the people, one of the ways we can win them is true humility. Praise the Lord. There's another thing. Do you know that anytime the wheat is planted and the tares also grow by the wheat because the tares, they don't come to do anything good for the land. The wheat after, you can actually plant wheat for six years and the land will still be fertile for you to use. But you have to rest the land after the, for, on the seventh year. Then you can start another six years. But when there are tears on the land, one year, the land is depleted. Because what it does is that it sucks the nutrients of the land. Listen. When you and I, we don't do what God wants us to do on the earth. The land, the earth has no hope. The devil will never come to this world and help people. You and I are the people God put in the earth to lift people, to exalt people, to help people. If you have this mindset and you are serving in the church, when people come in, you look at ways and means of serving them because it is service to God. You look at how you can help people. If it is prayer, you must pray. Sometimes it is true that you have, you have been working and you are tired. But you know that this two hours is for God. It's for the church of Jesus Christ. I will not say I'm tired. I will push myself a little bit. I will push myself some more. So that I can be able to pray for, for this issue to, be ha to happen. For this good thing to happen. Why? Because God needs the collective effort of everyone. Praise the Lord. Are we learning something? Do you see what is happening here? Another thing that tears will do is this. Anytime you find tears on the land where there is wheat, it impedes the growth of the wheat. So notice, I noticed one of my fights when I was growing up was that I had to do everything to break free from certain things that were trying to stop me. How? Because there are times where you, you know that you've planned that you'll do some things. Before you notice, then this friend will come. Oh, let's go and do this. Let's go and do that. By the time you finish, you've, you spend the whole time with them and you've not been able to do what you plan to do. No matter how small, sometimes even five minutes. But the enemy doesn't want you to do that five minutes thing. Why? 
Because he knows that after five minutes, you are going on 10. After 10, 20. Before you notice, you are doing one hour for God. Helping with somebody, preaching to somebody, saying a prayer, thanking the Lord, doing this, doing this, doing that. Why? Because he knows that that little thing will definitely grow. He knows it. So one of the things that the enemy does is to frustrate the growth of the golden people on the earth. When I say golden people, you understand. The people of God's righteousness. So when the gift is inside of you, one of the things you must do, find out that tears around you and don't allow that tears to grow. Don't allow it to grow by you because some, it will choke your nutrients from the earth. Now, in God's wisdom, he said, let us all grow. That's why sometimes you see that some people are false prophets. Now, daddy told, told the story of a guy. He was young. He became born again. And he said, this, when this guy became born again, apparently, they had, it's been long since they saw him, so they called him and said, oh, where have you been and everything? Then they started talking, and the guy said he has a confession. And the confession is that uh, a certain old woman, grown-up woman, has been sleeping with him. And so, and he too, he has a call, so he, he doesn't know how to do it, but this woman is pestering his life, so they should pray for him and help him. And that is okay, come, let me teach you how to get out of those uh, situations. So daddy called him, called him, the guy won't come. And then he didn't see the guy again. So one day, daddy said he was there. No, he saw the guy on TV. <laughs> he's, he's, he has become a prophet. He's prophesying and healing and doing all kinds of things. He said, ah, well, we thank God. <laughs> so he said he was there. And then the guy, apparently what happened is that the guy had to go and sacrifice human being in order to have the power to do what he was doing. In Ghana here. In Ghana here. My guy is some in Ghana here. But after a while, he has to go back to do the sacrifice again. So no knowing, there was a, a, a guy that daddy was raising in the Lord as a son. So he was teaching him, teaching him, but the guy found himself to be in the guy's church. Before you notice, the guy wanted to use him for the ritual. And the guy ran away. <laughs> see, the first time, one of the first times that he said he met him, see, the cars that that guy drives, he has not dreamt of driving one before. But those are the cars that the guy drives. And so he said, ah, but you said that you had a problem. And we didn't finish solving the problem. I never saw you again. So <laughs> that matter. Don't worry. I'll, I want to submit to you as a father. I'll come. I'll come. But, but this guy is using pure juju to do ministry. And this is what I'm talking about. These are tears planted among wheat. So that at the end of this guy's life, do you know that if you get to a place and you say, what are you? I'm a prophet. <laughs> In Ghana. One day I heard, we say, I'm a prophet, prophet. <laughs> when they said it to me, I said, ah, <laughs> Yes. Until, until they see, until they see that you are genuinely doing what God has called you to do, they will tag you with all the bad ones. Why? Because when they look at you, they cannot differentiate between wheat and tares. And God to say, don't uproot. So at the end of the day, if somebody calls you false, do you have the time to, to defend yourself? Keep quiet. The day of judgment will come. He said that day he will harvest 
the he will take out the tares, put them in the fire, and the wheat he will put in his barns. And you know what the barns? The barns represents his storehouse, his place where he, his cherished goods are kept. So when we see all these things happening in our time, you see the difference. And we have met people. There was a time we went to pray somewhere like that. I think do do baby. Somebody was dying. By the time we got there, a younger prophet has gone there already. So we, we saw him and he was coming out. Then she said, well, settle issue. <laughs> oh, we got there and the guy started talking. He said, hey, oh, you're powerful. Oh, you're powerful. So I was wondering, powerful now, see anything? Did you heal the mother? But you see, he didn't deal with the issue. The issue is this. The woman is sick. The woman needs prayers. The prayer proper, he didn't do. He took money and gave them a quantity of what they must do for the woman to be healed. Then the thing that he used to get the woman was that he held paper and said some words and the paper caught fire. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You are doing the work of God. You are in this situation with all this group of people. Do you defend yourself? Keep quiet. Stay focused. I say, if the Lord has called us to build what we are building, we will stay focused. We cannot look left, we cannot look right. We have to focus what the Lord has called us to do and keep doing it. Ha! We have now tomorrow and Saturday. Don't worry, I'll teach you. There's another aspect I want to teach you, which talks about your finance. I'll get there. But I want you to understand something. When it comes to God, when it comes to God, when it comes to God, never ever carry the pressure Listen, when God says he, he has you, he has you 100%. Because, because if, if, some of you don't know, but if I put myself on the scale where you people are now, and some of you are crying, noah, and you, I, I bring me myself to the scale, noah, you are better than me. When I was like you, ah, and when I say you are better than me, I'm not talking about the fact that uh, education or anything, no. But I'm saying that you, you have somebody who is teaching you what is right and feeding you with the right information at the right time. For me, it was not like that. I'm telling you, for me, it was not like that. We had to dig. We had to dig. My wife and I, sometimes, we will, we will open the Bible together and sit down. There was a time. There was a time. I got angry with God. You've never heard it before, right? Today you will hear. I got angry with God. And then I opened the Bible. I said, Lord, you say, if this thing is true, you have to change my life today. I didn't finish praying the prayer. Then a guy came to knock. I have not eaten seven days now. Give me money. Now, for the Do you know what I said to myself? Oh, dear, dear. I gave him like three CDs today because me and Kasadone and Shemi. <laughs> I say, you see, there's an ability. You cannot be sitting here and never find anything to do for God. Never. No. No. You must be doing something for God. Listen, if yours is giving, start giving now. If yours is singing, start singing now. If yours is evangelism, start doing it. If yours is sweeping, I bet you don't stop sweeping. If yours is prayer, pray. Make sure you are doing something for God. Make sure. I mean it. Make sure. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus. Have you learned something? 
Then he said another parable. So basically, the, the parables that Jesus said, that's what we are decoding. You understand? Now let's jump to verse 31 to verse 32. At this time, <laughs> he's still speaking about the church. Another parable he put forth to them. <laughs> Say, the kingdom of heaven is like a master seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. Which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it, it's, it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and, and nest in its branches. If you look at this carefully, you think that the Lord is talking about growth. But this is actually a bad parable. You know, their, uh, their annual or by, by annual trees and they are perennial trees, right? Good. Now, a herb can never be. It can never be. It can never be a tree. So this is a picture of the church of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Now look at what Jesus is saying to us here. He says that verse 31 Another parable he put forth saying the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. So the mustard is a herb. And he said which a man took and sowed in his field. Uh -huh. Which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is, a great, it is greater than the herbs. No. A master seed is a herb. Now, when the... Every, listen to me carefully. Praise the Lord. Are, are you in church with me? Now, anytime you are eating a herb, no herb is eating... The, you don't eat the fruit alone. Every herb, you eat the stem with the leaves or the fruit. Every, every herb. Have you noticed that sometimes when you are preparing your stew, you put some herbs in it? Uh, oh, how do you say it in English? My wife, basil, 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 and then which one again? Mint. Mint. And then there's this other one. Parsley. Uh, have you seen what is happening here? You, you see what is happening here? Now, when you are eating a herb, you put the whole herb in the food. So, at the end of the day, either the leaves, the stem, some part of the herb will enter the food. So what it means is that anytime you are harvesting a herb, after a while the herb dies. Please listen carefully. The herb is such that when you take some, some part of it goes. In Christianity, we were not called to stand afar and only preach. 
Hello. Give your life to Christ. Give your life to Christ. No, 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 no. That's not how we, we become, we do the work. In fact, when the Lord told me that to do the work is your life for lives, what it means is that you pour yourself. You have to pour yourself for men. So when you die, people gain life. Did you hear what I said? You are dying. And in your death, people are having life. Sometimes I hear some of you people praying on the internet. You know yourselves. And if I've ever heard it before, you, are you been hearing it? Eh? Sometimes I say, Oh, ready. Some, sometimes it happened to me when I do all night and I have to lead at dawn at the same time. When I get there, praise the Lord. Have you seen it? You see that? It is not pleasant. They are actually pouring their life for lives. It is clear. Anytime you harvest a herb, some part of the herb is broken. The, the people, the uh, people actually call it herb. Herb is the same thing. As a part of our son of a canoe, it goes smoke herb. <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, so look at it carefully. Anytime the herb is being used, it is a giving of life. So that another man can have life. But he says, this herb has now grown to become a tree. Now, anytime a herb grows to become a tree, that is a mistake. It means that the herb is not following the natural course of life. Because a tree can only grow to become a tree. A herb can never grow to become a tree. Do you understand it? And that is one of the things that the enemy did. How? By making us to think that you are not good enough the way you are and that you must become a tree. So a lot of us became I don't know what we are fighting. Praise the Lord. Are you learning something tonight? In other words, any time the Lord calls, called, us a herb, called us a herb, he didn't call us a tree. He didn't call, in fact, let me show you that any time you see, the Bible calls us a palm. A palm, specifically a palm. The Bible calls us the cedars of Lebanon. Notice he uses specific trees, specific names. He does not generalize us and say, the tree or a tree. No. And the only time he spoke about a tree was the tree of life. Okay? So when you are a herb and all of a sudden you begin to show tree-like symptoms or tree-like nature, there is a problem. What it means is that the order of God's creation has been changed. And that's where the problem is. And let me show you. I think we'll see this thing in Daniel. Because why? Because the tree... He said, something will happen. He said, the birds of the air will come and make their nest in there. Birds in the Bible are not good animals. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's not, 
beds, no. The only time the, a bed is mentioned in scripture is the ego. That you are likened to a bed is an ego. Number one, eagles that don't eat carcass. They eat fresh. Number two, eagles don't eat what another person has killed. If they are not dead, they didn't see the thing die. They never eat it. Now, I want to show you something. The prophet said that, Oh Lord, it is left with me alone. You know who I'm talking about. If you read the Bible, you know. Oh Lord, I'm the only prophet left, Elijah. Everyone is not, God said, for saying that, go to the brook cherub. I'll give you water there and I'll give you food. And he sent ravens to go and feed him. Apparently, the whole world, the most selfish birds are ravens. So the process, the reason why God took him there and caused the ravens to teach, to give him food is to teach him that don't ever think that they are, you are the only righteous man in the world. I can cause even birds who are the most wicked to feed you. So don't sit somewhere and think that self-righteousness has guaranteed anything for you. Do you understand? So that's for the birds. So anytime he mentions a bird, he speaks of the eagle. That is the only thing he likens to us. And when you, I taught on the eagle, remember? And that one is a unique one. Maybe one day I'll teach you on it again. But this is what I want to bring to your notice. In the book of Daniel, let's go to Daniel chapter 4, from verse 10 to verse 12. Daniel 4, 10 to verse 12. Let's look at it. Are you learning something? These were the visions my head, so, sorry, visions of my head. While on my bed, I was looking and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth. <clears throat> And its height was great. Uh -huh. And the tree grew and became strong. Its height reached to the heavens. And it could be seen to the ends of the earth. Uh -huh. By the way, that is in the book at Nazar. I was talking to. Its leaves were lovely. Its fruit abundant. And it was food for all. The beast of the field found shade, shade under it. The birds of the air... The birds of the heavens dwell in its branches and all flesh was fed from it. Now, this tree is an evil tree because that's what he was talking about uh, the Babylonian system. And now look at something. And he was saying something that the birds of the air, anytime you see birds of the air, it's, it's talking about demons. I don't know if you remember when I taught on the creation, I explained to you, yes, why everything, because I, it was a type of redemption. In, in the seven days of creation. Okay, now, so these branches that are holding the birds, the birds, the birds speak of evil spirits. He said, when the herb is supposed to be a herb, a herb cannot grow to become a tree. The herb must remain a herb. Why? Because when it becomes a tree, it begins to invite evil spirits to dwell in there. And that is what the church has become. Some churches. Let me show you. The reason why, listen, we are not going to shift from what the Lord has called us to preach is because we are help. At the end of the day, people must eat our lives. That is why every leader here, if you like, if you like interview them one-on-one, -on -one, I, have, I have spoken to everyone on their spirituality. You cannot stand afar and dish out something to people in the kingdom. No. And God designed it that whilst you are dishing, it is your life you are giving because you are a herb. A herb must be eaten with the stem, not only the fruit. You must always give everything you have. 
So in this parable, when Jesus spoke the, the parable, he was talking about the fact that the herb must remain a herb. But he says, there is coming a time, the herb will grow to become a mighty tree, and that tree, birds will dwell in there. If a herb remains a herb, no bird can build a nest in it. But when it becomes a mighty tree, then evil spirits will begin to have a field day, begin to control things and do things. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Have you learned something? Now, I said all of these things to say this. We are a great seed planted in the earth. We are the wheat of God planted in the earth. We are the herb that God has planted in the earth. We cannot do any other thing but to fulfill the exact purpose for which we were created or planted. And we are the family God is relying on to bring the change to this world. There is no other group of people except the ones we win and bring into us. Apart from that, the Hindus can't do it. The Muslims don't have the you see where it be to say the merit. They don't have the ability. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, the Shinto is the Confucianist, the, the yo, yogi yoga people. They cannot do it. Yes, the people have been doing those. They can't do anything. They, if they try, they can't, they, because they can't even contact God to even know the heart of God to accomplish it. Praise the Lord. It now depends on you and I to do it. And as it is now, the Lord says that do well to fulfill your ministry. Now, all these parables that I have explained to you, do you know there is one more parable? All these parables that I have explained to you, it is to bring you to a place of understanding that when the Lord Jesus Christ, now if you read chapter 13 from verse 1, he had left the room, now he was outside. And he started speaking to people. So this parable was given. These parables, he didn't give them in the room when he denied his father, his mother, and the brothers. No. And you see, I told you when I started that Jesus doesn't just talk because he wants to talk. He he must stand at a specific place in order to talk. He must sit at a certain place in order to talk because they all have their significance. So at this time, he was no more in the room talking. He was now outside and he was talking to the people. What does he mean? The people that he was in the house with, Bethlehem, house of bread. He has come to his people. The people that he was the bread to, they didn't visit him in the inside. They were standing outside and it is a picture. Mary is carrying it out. Go and call my son Jesus for me. But she doesn't know that her action is prophetic. That Jesus will be in the room and she and her brothers will stand outside and say call Jesus. Let him come out of the room and come out to come and meet us outside. And she doesn't know that it is a picture of Jesus saying that the people who are outside of this room calling me to come to them are not the people who are truly my family members, but rather the people who will be found with me inside. They are the people who are truly my family members. And don't forget, at that time, the Pharisees have rejected him. At that time, the Sadducees, it is said that the Pharisees, they are too far to see. The Sadducees, they are too sad to see. So they, all these two groups of people, they had rejected him. And they were standing far away. And in fact, when you read verse 13, chapter 13, one came and said, Master, show us a sign. And he said to them, there is no sign I'm going to give to you except the sign of Jonah. 
Nineveh. He said he will die. He will resurrect. And when he does that, they will be shocked to see that apparently he was the Lord God Almighty that they rejected. And Jesus was in the room and he said, who is my mother? Who is my father? Who are my brethren? Is these disciples the one? The one who does the will of the father. So I came here tonight to tell you, as leaders and as church workers, and those who don't do anything in Grace Army Church yet, you are still a pure woman. You've been here two years. No, sorry. Don't do that one because Jesus is waiting on you. It is you and I who are his family members who will carry out the work he wants us to do. The world cannot do it. It is you and I who must do it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do you know that a herb does not have branches? Uh -huh. If you take your time to study all herbs, they all shoot from the ground. They can be bore, one, but they shoot from the ground. Do you know tea leaf? You know tea leaf? What is, what is it called? The tea, the tea, the tea. Lemon grass, thank you. I'm not getting the names right. I don't know why. It's got, oh, lemongrass. Have you seen how they grow? You notice that they don't grow on others. They grow from the same root, one big ball, and they come up. Have you seen it? Because it is a herb. Please, please, please. Don't forget these things I'm telling you. That Jesus is counting on you because he, he said the people who do the will of the Father, they are the only ones who are his family member, members. So please, what is the will of the Father? That you become born again first. So now that you are born again, work for him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think that we should deal with the last parable. Then we can go. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, don't you agree? You agree, eh? Let me show you a scripture whilst you are agreeing with me. It's not my fault that you agree. It's your fault. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 5 to verse 8. Let's look at it. I'm not saying you've done a mistake for, it's not a fault, you get it, it's a good thing. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 5 to verse 8. I'll come back to the parable. That one is in, it's only two verses. It is in the same, notice that Matthew 13, verse 33, that's all. That is where the parable is. But this one is what I want us to look at. And, he, and has tasted of the good word of the Lord, the powers of the age to come. Uh -huh. No, please jump to verse 7. Verse 7 to verse 8. For the earth which drinks in the rain. 